sins are gone. You ask me why I'm happy. Amen. God bless you all this evening. Amen. Trust you come expecting. Our brother Murphy will be speaking this evening. Amen. We got an announcement. If we got a picture up there, our brother Ellie and sister Mimi would like to give thanks to God for the birth of their baby girl, Priella Grace Quizera, born on November 7th, weighing 7 pounds, 4 ounces. The mother and baby are doing well. Amen. You come to worship this evening. Amen. Oh, you ask me why I'm happy, so I'll just tell you why.
second of verse again if we get an understanding of this verse we are the word made flesh today amen we should sing this with unction amen with the meaning behind it hallelujah we're going to sing that verse again we are the word made flesh today this is what the scriptures say and our names are seen within redeemed and perfect without sin yes we are anointed
feeling well, requesting prayer. Amen. If we can just remember them in prayer this evening. If you've got a need, let's lift it before the Lord. Amen. You can see that need and need it this morning, this evening. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this, this evening, Father, for this privilege that you have given us, Father. Another time in your presence, oh God, it's always wonderful, Father, to be gathered together because you promise you're going to be there, Lord. And we are expecting, Lord Jesus, knowing that you always keep your promise, Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the word. Thank you for everything you're doing for us, Father. There's no way to express ourselves, but you know our heart, oh Father. You know everything, Lord Jesus. I want to commit this service into your hand, Lord Jesus, asking for your mercy, your grace your forgiveness, Father, your presence, and your blessing abound on us, Lord Jesus, tonight. Bless our brother Murphy. Bless your word, O oh Father, and let make, set the captive free, Lord Father, by, you, by the word, O oh Father, by your presence, O oh God. And for our brother Matthew and his sister Geneva, Father, I pray but that your angel be with them, O oh God, and make them free as well, O oh God. Thank you for everything. We commit this moment into your hand, O oh God, and we thank you. We love you. We appreciate your presence, Lord Father. And we do thank you for everything, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Shake one of those hands as you had your seats. Won't delay the service any longer. Ask our brother Murphy to come. Can we sing goodness of God? I love you, Lord. Oh.
Has he been good to you? Bless us from the bottom of our heart. All my life, that we give a praise to it, our God. That how faithful he is and how good he is. And to know a God that had cared about his children. And to know a God that can speak deliverance to his people. Not our God that is reality. It's not something that's far-fetched. It's not something that's just on the book. But it's real to us. Where can you find a God like that? May the Lord bless every one of us. Let's just turn to the scripture. Um, book of a Hebrew. Chapter 11. Thank you for the musicians. Thank you, Brother Anthony. Book of Hebrew, chapter 11. Let's read from uh, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that a world were framed by the word of a God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Kim, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified of his gift. And by it, be, by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. Uh, let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we cannot use our word to express how we feel when we uh, open up the word of God. And this is the word that you have spoke personally to us, Lord. Lord, it's not uh, just pages of the letters, but Lord, this is the personage of Jesus Christ that he has revealed himself to us in this hour through the voice that you have ordained. Father, we're not merely just a hearing man's voice. We're hearing the voice of a God that is speaking heart to heart to us. Lord, we thank you for you revealed your word to us because it's by the revealing of the words that will give us a faith and to give us a faith to go to the rapture, to see the body change. Lord, while we're living on this earth, we can see the word that will speak to us and deliver us. We can see the word to the healed of the sick. We can see the word that will speak to the people that in the darkness and that will save them from the darkest hour, Lord. We give you all the thanks, Lord. I pray, Lord, as we open up the scripture, may you open up this for us. Reveal yourself to us. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So, um, uh, Lord willing, I will, uh, I'm going to um, just continue on uh, from the last time. I, I, don't even, I don't even remember when is the last time I just spoke it over here. I think it's the last month. Uh, but sort of when I uh, speak at uh, uh, the Filipino report, uh, the, the trip that we went there. So I just barely um, I mentioned uh, about sort of the voice that the Lord gave us in this hour. And that uh, he's uh, in the, all these sort of ages... And the Lord said to them, and asked John, said, uh, he said, are you write to the letter to the angel of uh, uh, Philadelphia, the uh, uh, Laodicea, uh, the Pergamos, the Sardis. Um, but when he come to the last hour, 
when he called it the bride out of the Laodicean age. And we call this the bride age. And it is speak to, uh, it says, uh, when it, regarding the seven seals um, uh, sealed it up, he said to John, he said, do right. And he said, uh, when the seventh angel, when he became, uh, when he began to utter his voice, and then the mystery of God would be revealed. And I believe that God gave us this hour, uh, give us something very special for us. And his, his own voice had to speak to us. When I read to the message, and then uh, uh, I, was, I was doing a recording uh, in the last uh, little while, uh, and I just want to bring an update also, and by God's grace, and we have uh, uh, finished uh, uh, the half mile, uh, the halfway uh, landmark. So there is uh, uh, about 620 messages has been recorded. And we have finished uh, about uh, more than 180 just uh, uh, since April. And um, uh, by the help of the brother Jim and, and the, the brother Neil that are from China, they helped me to editing it. And I'm so thankful that God put those people that are around and to let us to finish it as the last lap. And, uh, you know, just in my heart, it's just something I just want to get his voice uh, to, uh, uh, to the, the people, uh, to my own people. It's not because they are the Chinese, but I believe everyone needs to hear this voice. They're not just that they hear the, the tone of the, the voice of the, the prophet, but there is a person behind this voice that speaks to us. I want them to hear that. Because I believe that's the God in this hour, and He speak personally, uh, lift to the ear that are to us. And thinking about the, in all these ages, and that He sealed the seven seals, that even uh, the mystery of God has been sealed up without being uh, opened up to us, but to this last age. And to think that even the John, and the, the beloved disciple, and the Lord wouldn't allow him to uh, write it down. But God, in the last hour, He left the seven messenger and to reveal this truth to us. I say, what a great uh, message that we have heard, and has been sealed up all these years. And uh, uh, sometimes when I think about it, I just become emotional. I was thinking about John when he was uh, just about to write, and because he saw it, he heard that the seven thunders uttered his voice. But just as he read it to. To write, I was thinking about what John is going to write. And he saw the first seal. He saw the seventh, uh, second seal, the third, uh, the fourth, the sixth, five, the sixth, the seventh. He saw the seals was opened up. And he saw that the token message probably. He saw that the crisis mystery of God needed to be revealed. He saw that all this message that we heard. But when he wrote it to write it down, and Lord said, seal it up, John. I cannot let you write it down. And John said, oh, God, why not? And God even forbidden him to write out all the mystery that we have heard in this hour, the serpent seed and everything that we in our disposal, in our hand. But God said to John, seal it up. He said, because I can't let you do it. Because in the last hour, I'm going to come in down. I'm going to speak it personally to my bride. And the, all these letters, he wrote it to all these ages. I was thinking of all of them that they denominated, they denominated. But in this last hour, God gave us a prophet said, he said, this cannot be denominated. Because this is God himself coming down, reveal himself. How can you denominate the fullness of Jesus Christ? You couldn't do it. But God gave us a messenger in this hour. 
to let us hear the voice of God. And even the prophet, when I was doing a recording, then he said to the person, he said, he said, lady, your name is so-and-so. You're living at a certain address. He said, I, he said you, got to the, uh, you got a tumor in your stomach. And then I was recording. Then I, I can almost imagine he shake his hand. He said, what has he said to you? He said, whatever he said to you. I said, I don't, I don't know what he has said to you. But he said, whatever he said to you, he said, is absolutely the truth. I was thinking, who said that? Is God himself speak to that? God bypassed the mind of the the prophet and said, I'm going to speak your name. I'm going to speak your address. I'm going to speak that what disease that you have. I'm going to speak what, whatever the, the sickness that you have. I said, God, you, that's your own voice being recorded. You said, no, that's the prophet's voice. That's not the prophet's voice. God used the prophet's voice. But there's another person speaking personally to his bride of Jesus Christ. In this hour, and the God, first time in history, let his voice being recorded. Said, I'm going to save this for my people. I have something very special for the bride that in this last age. And they're coming from the Philippines. They're coming from a Congo. They're coming from a Nigeria. They're coming from China. They're coming from Canada. They're coming from the United States. But they're not only just hearing the English. They're not just hearing the Hindi. They're not just hearing uh, Lingala, all this stuff. They hear God himself speak to them. And I was just thinking about the one I was recording. But then I was just thinking about, Lord, make it as real to me. I was thinking about it for... For my, for my dear wife and for myself, Sister Juniper, driving a long way from West Vancouver over there. And you hear that the word. They hear the word just to hear like what you hear. You hear that the word of God said, baptize, said uh, believe unto the Lord Jesus Christ. And you and your children, you and your house shall be saved. You hear that in English. But who speak to you? God himself speak to you. And you hear that the word of a God said in the book of Acts, a book of Acts, and it said that the baptized in the name of the Jesus Christ and for the remission of your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Who is speaking to you? Is it just the prophet speaking to you? No. Is it just speaking in English? No. And you think of the reason I said that my wife, I hear that in the Chinese. And though that was the word in the Chinese, but I did exactly like what you did. And Sister Juniper, that she heard that in the Chinese voice, though there's a Chinese voice, but there is a voice behind that voice, and they all went back to the baptism tank, be baptized. Which voice they heard? They're not just hearing the English voice. They're hearing God's voice. God himself said, I said I'm going to speak to you. Though in the Chinese tone, you know, Chinese voice, but I'm the person that speaks to you. And then by the person speak to them, and God revealed himself to them. So when they lowly hear the voice in Chinese, but they didn't hear it in Chinese. They hear that in God himself speak to them, to their soul. And when they hear that voice, they did exactly when you hear it in English. There's many people that hear it in English. They didn't do it. 
didn't go to the baptism tank and it baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But you heard it, though it's in an English voice, but you didn't hear it in English. You hear the God himself that is speaking personally to you. Then I'm thinking, which voice that we're hearing? We're not just hearing merely just a God sent out of the prophet as a messenger and then send it to us as speaking and said a good morning or good evening. And then we're not merely just hearing that of the prophet and that right into the first message and the of uh, fundamental foundation of a faith. And that it says, uh, now we have the new gadget and we have the recorder. And to record his voice, I was thinking about what voice that was recorded. Let me say this boldly. It's God's voice that was recorded. But people hearing the voice, missing it. People hearing that voice, they're just thinking, oh, that's just a Kentucky hillbilly that are coming from. The, doesn't even speak it up. Doesn't even speak it up uh, uh, better in English. They miss that person that speaks that voice. They miss that other person that said, said, you got your name is so-and-so. They miss that other person that speaks to that, shake his hand. Who speaks to them? Whatever he speaks to that, he said that, that is the truth. That's God himself that is the voice to be recorded in this hour. I was thinking, wake it up, my dear friends. If we miss this voice, how are we going to escape from the judgment? No age like this age, we hear the recorded voice of God and then speak to us heart to heart. And we know that in this hour, there's many voices. But you know, when the one voice speaks, all the voice is become silent. In the book of Revelation, it says, one that a mighty angel takes the book from the right hand, uh, from the right, uh, the lamb taking the book from the right hand of a God. And that the mighty angel was declared, he was like the thunders of war, it was like a, a lion was a roaring. And when the lion was a roaring, you know, every animal, they all become a silent. Brother Bram said he was in Africa when he was a hearing that the lion was a roaring. He said even the bucks become a silent. They don't speak. We only, God only gave us the one voice that in this hour. And we're obligated only to hear the one voice. You know, there is so many voices. There is a CNN voice. There is a Fox News. There is all different kind of a voice. But all this voice compared to this voice, to the ear of the believer, is all become a silence. And in this hour that we're living in, and all these voices, if they try to drown the voice of God, it's try to hush us the voice of the Lord in this hour. And we can hear the many voices that rise up in this hour. And uh, yeah, even just in the natural realm, you can see, you can see the, the voice of a moral. Morality is become a drone. And the people and, uh, you know, all this voice of uh, transgender or the homosexual and all, they all have a voice that they try to alter. And what is it all these voices try to do? All these voices try to drown the upright to the moral morality that the people did have. And it is try to draw the voice that to see for the right and to against the wrong. And that voice is been drowned. And then it try to hush all the voice of the politics. They try to hush it to the voice of the righteousness. 
and the things of that world where we consider it to be normal, to be righteous, and to be the thing that is the holy, and that all, all these voices that try to, try to hush that voice and say that that voice is wrong, and we don't need a morality anymore. We don't need it to, uh, people to understand that, uh, if, are, are you even uh, a female or are you even a male? You know, I f- try to fill the form. It used to be the form, and it just said that a male and female, and then the, now they had to, the, and not, uh, 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 others. It, uh, it doesn't matter whoever it is, the other it is. It comes to that age that people choose whatever voice that you want to hear. Choose whatever side that you want to side it in. But God gave us the one absolute voice, and that's the only voice that we want to hear. But in this world that they try to hush us, that they try the truth, the voice of the, the truth. And that's what the devil is trying to do all from the beginning to the end. He tried to hush us the, the right voice. And even when the voice of Abel, when he was uh, uh, by the revelation, he uh, offered the right sacrifice. And the one he offered the sacrifice, and the king hushes that his voice by killing the, the voice. Where the Bramber said that the true Easter seal, he said, when the true voice of God and the true worship of God was condemned and ascended out and killed in the Garden of Eden, he said, and the voice of God hushed by the greed and the jealousy. It's been that way in the church ever since. It's a trying to hush the true voice of God. And all the Satan was in this hour is to try to do is try to hush the voice of the truth. And he wanted the people to listen to all kinds of a voice, but as long as you don't listen to the voice of truth that in this hour. And all the distractions that we have, and all the different voices, the ideas that the people that have, if they all have a one purpose, is to draw the voice of a truth that God ascended to this hour. And then the brother Abraham said in the Patmos vision, he said, all that people might come unto him and to find that rest. There is a cry in all hearts for the rest, but a majority don't know the answer. So they try to steal the cry by a religious process of keeping certain days or accepting denominational craze and dogmas. But failing in that many try drinking, carousing, and every physical exercise and the thinking that by worldly pleasure there can be some satisfaction. And that the people's heart that they have a desire, they want to hear the right voice. They want to hear the, the truth that uh, God has sent to, to the people to hear. But because of all those kind of voices, it distracted them from the, the true voice of God. And then they have a desire, they want the things that, that is right. But then the, the devil tried to hush that cry, that uh, craving that for the truth, and by all kinds of things. And as the prophet said, that he tried to steal the cry by the religion, and tried to steal the, the cry by drinking, by smoking, by all kinds of things, try to satisfy. But the satisfaction in the, the person's heart can only be satisfied when they hear the truth. And for the bride of Jesus Christ, they can only be satisfied when they hear the true voice that in this hour. Without hearing that, 
You can go here for the psychology. You can go there. You can go all kinds of things, but nothing gonna satisfy. Nothing gonna satisfy the crying, that craving that in the person's heart. Only when they hear the, the true voice in this hour. And Brother Bram said it, but in such there is no rest. They smoke and they take pills to quiet their nerves. But there is no rest in the earthly potions. They need Jesus. They need the heavenly remedy instead of the rest of the spirit. If a person wants to have the rest that in their heart, there's nothing else can rest in their heart but only the voice in this hour. When they hear that voice in this hour, really receiving it, then it becomes a revealed word, a revelation that in their heart, that satisfies them. Then no matter what trials come, no matter what diff- how difficult the situation gets, but there's something anchored in their heart, nothing going to take them away from them. And he said, because of the man or the woman that's ever been that back desert alone, like Moses was, and to the revelation of God to be made manifest to him through the Holy Ghost, there's nothing can shake him. He's just as sound and solid as he can be. Satan hates revelation. He don't like it at all because it is upset as it's a plan. Satan hates revelation. But we love revelation. Because when this voice of God reveal to the person, then you realize it's not just a man speaking to you. You're not merely just hearing the voice of a man or the voice of the preacher or the voice of the prophet. But you know that you hear the voice of God. Something anchored down there. Then it becomes a revelation to you. You know, when I was, uh, when I was just recording the, the, the message, I never in my Never in my life had it make it up so real to me. Lord, this is not just the William Branham. This is a God himself speaking to me. And when that become a reveal, revelation to you, something just anchored down there. And they're difficult in my come, but I hear the voice of a God. And then the trials might come, but I hear the voice of a God. Sickness might come, but I hear the voice of a God. And that voice of God will anchor the person down. They're rest for their life. But if a person didn't hear the voice, they can go into the church. They can sit in there. They can just listening to the preaching. But it was something just to learn. It's not a reveal to them. If it is not revealed to them, they can go along for a while. But when trial comes, when the difficulty to come, when the other voice starts to come, that voice, because it's, because it's not a revealed voice to them, and then all the other voice start to drown the voice that is supposed that they hear. And those voices become a more predominant, a predominant. They start to go for this, they start to go for that. They hear this person has this to say, they have that person had the internet, they have something want to say. All kinds of ideas start to shake them off. Because they learned, but it's not a revelation of the word to them. It's not to the review to the voice that is speak to their heart. It's not something that is anchored down. That's why we need to pray for revelation more than anything else. 
It's not a reveal that a certain portion of the scripture to you, but that person revealed himself to you personally. And then something anchored down in your heart. And then the fruit will show. And then no matter how the storm comes, no matter how many voices try to make you very little of that, you will find out when all these voices has come, though in your mind it may be battling, maybe you hear all kinds of explanation, all the voices that are around, but something inside of you will always reject it and reject it. That voice is anchored. No matter what storm come, it will never be shaken. Devil hate revelation, but we love a revelation. Devil hate it because it's upset that it's a plan. Because when the voice was revealed to the person, the devil cannot deceive you anymore. And he lost his power because you have heard the voice of God. And I'm not talking about it to hear that either audible voice or something that's in you said, oh, uh, you know, you go here and you do that. I'm not talking about that voice of God. I'm talking about that person of Jesus Christ. Through the word of God, he become a reality to you. But Abraham said in the revelation of Jesus Christ, he said, when there come a time that God through the Holy Ghost reveal Christ back in the church, with the power and the demonstration of healing the sick, and then make the signs that he said would follow the believer come to pass. He said, then Satan turns over in his bed. He does something about it. Until that time, Satan don't care how much church you join. He don't care how much. But when Christ reveals to you that he is the son of God, and the works that he did, you do also. Not some other works, but the same works. And then he said, but when Jesus came and sacrificed his life and the Holy Ghost returned, then they could impart eternal life to the people. He said, that's greater. He said, but the signs and wonders, Jesus plainly said in Mark 16, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And how far all the world, how many, every creature, long as the gospel is being preached, these signs shall follow them that believe. And so when they become a revelation, and the voice can never be hushed. And when, the, when we're talking about the, the person to have the revelation, it's not that the person, some scripture made real to them. It's not something they understand the scripture more than uh, better than anybody else's. But it's the scripture become a real to them. The person become a real to them. There's a life living that a person. And so it's not them living anymore. But there's another person living inside them. And though their mind might be completely go one way. And uh, maybe their mind was against what they're the heart to believe. But inside of an inside, they have a power living inside of them. It can always overcome whatever the mind tried to tell them. Because there's another life that is living in the person. When another force, when there's another power living in that other person, 
No matter what is on the outside of the voice they try to do, but the voice that is living inside of them, the life living inside of them, will overcome everything that on the outside it tried to convince them. But Abraham said, how you know it's revealed. He said, it lifts itself and express itself through you. That means that there's another power, there's another life living in the person. And when another life living in the person, then what is on the outside, no matter how powerful it seems like, but inside of inside, there's anchors there, and then the storm might come, the different voice might rise it up, but inside of life will always drive that out. And then the prophet said, it depends on where you are born from. If you are born of the word of God, God's word has a preeminence in his church. That's what he died for. That's his purpose. That he might be able to achieve. To have his preeminence working in his church. That the word of God shine forth first, no matter what anything else looks like. How to show it if a person who has a revelation is when Jesus Christ becomes a preeminence in their whole life. No matter what comes or what goes, Christ is at the center of their life. No matter what comes or what goes, the word of a God is always in the predominant, in the preeminence of place in all their life. When they go out and do things, Christ is at the center of their life. In their work, Christ is the center of their life. In their schooling, no matter what it is that Christ is always the center of their life. No matter what happens, God's word is always the first. That's the preeminence. And when God, when Christ becomes a preeminence, that shows there's a life that is living in the center of your life. Because of whatever that you said, whatever your thoughts, or whatever your life is, he is always at the center, the focal point of everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you speak it about. And it's your life to show if you ever hear the voice of God. It's not how much you can quote it in a message or how much you can quote to the scripture, but the life that you live now will show that have you have the revelation yet. And if you ever heard the voice of God that in this hour, if that becomes a reveal of the word, and it will hush us off everything else that it tried to say. It doesn't mean that in our mind that there is no battling, that we still have a battle. You sometimes even try to convince yourself that you are not to the bride of Jesus Christ. And there is an all different type of a voice that rises up. That even doesn't have to be the outside voice try to convince you. Your reasoning will try to reason you out of it. Your imagination, all kinds of a voice, if they try to speak to you that you are not a part of this body of Jesus Christ. But if you are, if you have heard it of the voice, there's an anchor there. Even yourself cannot convince yourself out of it. Even your own reasoning 
cannot reason you out of that. Why it is that? Because you are predestinated to hear the voice of God. It's not how much you try to learn the voice of God. It's not how much you try to study into the voice of God. But you are predestinated to hear the voice in this hour. But Abraham said in Christ the mystery of God revealed. He said that the Holy Ghost is the only revealer of a divine revelation of Christ. There is no school can do it. No scholar can do it. No man, how well educated, how godly, or anything else, there's no man can do it. He said, I could have sting hard here. How many is Christian born again? Raise up your hand. I want to ask you, how many you are born again? Raise up your hand. Is it a... He said, born, uh, raise up your hand. He said, fill the with the Holy Ghost. He said, all right, here we go then. He said, all right, notice. And he will only do it to the predestinated. When you raise up your hand and say, I'm born again. It doesn't, the purpose is not that you are born again. The purpose is you are predestinated to be born again. And it's the way you raise up in the hands, you said, I'll be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the purpose of not saying you're filled with the Holy Ghost, but you are predestinated to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And the way you confess that, when there's a life that is living inside of you, that shows you are predestinated to hear the voice in this hour. You're predestinated to live a life of Jesus Christ. To reflect the image of Jesus Christ. It's not that you try to pull up your boots and try to go to the moon. Something inside of you that you are predestinated to live in a victorious life. That in this hour. He said that's exactly because all the Father has given me will come. And no man can come except of the Father has given him to me first. Why you can hear the voice of God in this hour? You're predestinated to hear the word. How can you receive the word in this hour? Because you are predestinated to receive the, hour, the word in this hour. Everything is because before the foundation of the world, God has ordained you to hear the word, believe the word, and live alive. It's not how much that we try, but there is a seed living inside of you. There's attributes living inside of you. You cannot even take yourself out of it. Because something that was born is inside of you. Even when you were a sinner, something that's inside of you already put it in there. The attributes of a God, the seed of a God is already living in there. At a time where we're thinking how my life can be matching to the calling of God. We can see it our failure almost every day. We can see it our mistakes almost every day. The things that we should say, we didn't say. And the things that we shouldn't say, and it almost feels like the slip out of our mouths. And the thoughts going through in our mind just day in, day out, day in, day out. Sometimes I, I, I thought that when I look at a believer, I said, man, he's, uh, he's aged. 
I was wondering how he aged so fast. Maybe he was battling too much. It is a battling with his own thoughts too much. You think that the believers are supposed to be happy, but you saw that frowning in their face. Any other believers that should be the happiest of the people on earth. But you know, a lot of the time to be happy is a hard work. It's not something that's automatically you just, uh, uh, who said that? Uh, happy, lucky, go uh, person. Uh, you know, believers is not that. It's not just happy, lucky. Uh, I think that's a happy, lucky, a lucky, happy. Huh? Happy, go lucky, sorry. It, it, we're not building it that way. How can you be happy when you're living on this earth? How can you be happy when you're living in this body? I'm not happy. I'm not happy, uh, happy, lucky, go, whatever. I'm not that type of person. I live in this body, I feel depressed. I live in this body, I feel stressed. Because this doesn't fit me. When I, when I come to the church, oh, I feel so relieved. But when I get out of here, I feel so depressed. When I look left, when I look right, it's all depression. When you look at where you're going home, you're supposed to be a leader. You're supposed to be the father. You're supposed to be some, somebody that is really... Uh, come on, let's go. Let's attack. Let's do this. But you find out your lack of strength. Life had to make, put a lot of wrinkles on you. And prayer on the floor, when you lay down there and pray for your children, pray for your, for your, for your wife or for your husband or, or for your loved ones, and put some frowning on your face. Your eyes is getting swollen because of your cry. For them. Am I talking to you? I'm just opening up myself to you. I feel that way. And I feel that it's a burden for the people. You speak to the people, but then you find out that you're constantly preaching, you're constantly speaking. It seems like the people constantly getting more lukewarm, more lukewarm than ever. You talk about it, you want to have a passion, and you speak about the fervency to the Lord. And you find out that the coldness creeping into the, the people, to the, the family, just more and more and more. You're talking about hearing the voice in this hour. It seemingly seems like that the people more tending, tending to hear more other voices. It seems like the more other voices is more interesting than the voice in this hour. And you're talking about the people to reject all these different ideas, the men's idea, going to God's idea. You find out the people more, oh, I don't have the word, more tend, more clinging to hear men's idea instead of God's idea. And then what, because we're living in this as a body, it's seemingly that we're supposed to do certain things. God calling us to go higher and higher. But we feel the heavy burden, heavy burden, continue on us. Maybe just me, I feel that way. You're, you're more holy than I am, I know. Sometimes you're not thinking, I'm a preacher. I'm a minister. I'm supposed to be a happy like you go. I'm supposed to be, you know, just come on, let's do it. We can, we all go to the rapture. But actually, it's not that. 
I live in this body. You carry the burden. Yeah, and I put my hair as good when I come behind the pulpit. You should get, you got to look at my hair when I get home. You can't really lay down your hair. When you're home, you're a different person. That doesn't mean I'm a hypocrite. I just have a pressure. I just have a burden. You have that too. You come to the church or you comb yourself, you just, you just like you're coming from the groomer somewhere, just nice and looking, and you put your best dress and your best shoes and everything. You, you put uh, coconut oil on your face, and you're just shining. <laughs> yeah, when you get out of here, when you get up in the 5 o'clock in the morning, try to uh, get ready and send your children to the school, and you forgot this, you forgot that, and you try to get it. You... Sometimes you even get your flip-flop and go to work, and then halfway down, you say, hey, where's my shoes? Have you done that? No, of course you've never done that. I did it. <laughs> you just, you're just not there. If you look at this. But God never intended us to let us receive the voice here. He predestinated. He never predestinated to that voice to be heard here. He predestinated to be heard at it here. This body is going to be peeled off. This body is going to be dropped it down. And that will reveal the real me. That will reveal the real you. It takes a dropping down this body to reveal what is really inside of me. To really reveal what is really the happiness inside of me. To reveal what is the really desire of God that's living inside of me. We're not trying to patch it up on this body. We're not trying to make this as a body more suitable. We're not trying to make this as a body more presentable. We only want to drop off this body so that the real Murphy can be revealed. That real Murphy desire for the Lord. That real George desire for the Lord. That real you desire and fervent and passionate about the word of God. It's that soul that hears the voice of God. The mind will never hear it. The mind only hear English. The mind only hear the Chinese. The mind only hear Hindi. But the soul hear God's own voice. And when I hear that voice, I say, yes, Lord, that's the truth. Then not only that, I go for it. You said to be baptized, I baptize. You said to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I go baptize. Lord, you said by your stripe I'm healed. Lord, I'm healed. Even tomorrow I die, I'm still believing the word of God. That soul hears that voice. Not your mind. The mind will always doubt, but that soul will always believe because God predestinated that soul to hear that voice. How to prove that I heard that voice? My life shows. I obey the word. You subject yourself under the word of a God. You yield yourself to whatever God has said. Reject what your mind will try to tell you. Your mind will try to tell you this way. And sometimes you even go that way. But there's a little thing that's in there that said, don't go that way. Don't go that way. 
and you're going to get a shipwreck when you go in the middle of the road, and you're still going, but something's pulling you. Some bones are pulling you. Then God starts to close the door. Then God starts to close the door. Why? Because you are predestinated to seed. You are his own child. He said, I will never let you go that far. And then you turn around. Then you realize that as a Lord, I repent. And then when I drop into the blood of Jesus Christ, and he said, as if you never sinned in the first place. What a voice that we heard. It's not something that you have to have the healing. It's not something that you have to have a miracle. It's not something that you have to have the, you see the lightning, you see the flashing, or you see the, you hear the audible voice. But Brahma said, you may never see a vision. You may never put your hands on the sick person. And feel the charge of Almighty God. Make a skeleton of a man turn back to life again. You may never see him standing yonder in three or four rainbows. Sometimes I wish we can do that. Sometimes I wish we can lay hands on the people that was a died. It was almost like a just filled and merely just a shadow. But we saw them die and be buried. We attended a lot of funerals just in the last uh, couple of the years. Different person that had died. Does that mean that God is defeated? He never defeated. To the believer, death is only a stepping stone for them to be united with God. Brother said, you may never see his image. You may never hear his voice. Audibly. But still, you can be a signboard. Manifest Jesus Christ by a life that's been so pure and unadulterated from the world. Not smutted up with dirty things around your life, but a pure thing that will cause a hungry heart to hunger and thirst to be like Him. I'd rather to have this kind of life. Instead of lay hands on the sick people to be healed, to see them come back to life, or to see the rainbows and to, to see the image and to, to hear his voice, voice with an audible voice that my ear can hear. That's not what I des- not, not what I desire. I desire to reflect his image. And his image is the image to obey the word of God. Whatever the word of God has said, whatever the will of God is. He wants to yield himself to that. That's the life that I want to live. I want to live a life that's the holy. You said, well, I made a mistake. But one, the person that, who made a mistake, when a mistake is dropped into the blood of Jesus Christ, and it will never be seated again. You're still as pure as you can be. I want to live a holy life like that. It's not like a holy sage and it seems like you, know, you can, you've never done wrong, you never make a mistake, you never, never say things wrong. No, I want to be holy before God. There's only one thing can make you holy before God, blood. Without the blood, though you can be as holy as the Pharisees, though you can be as holy as the saint and as the sage, you're still as a dirty rack. 
that are right in front of the God. But when there is a blood, the dirt is a prostitute, can be a holy girl, holy sister in front of a God. Abel, though his uh, physical voice was hushed, but yet he's dead, he's still speaking. Because it's not him speaking, his uh, physical voice is silent, cannot speak anymore. But a voice in this blood, still speaking. Why that still speaking? Because in that blood, there's a life there that he made himself as a, uh, he gave he got to the revelation, and uh, that's as of the sacrifice that he get that before the Lord. So the Lord is not a look at it in him, but a look at it the sacrifice that he bring before God. You forgive my English. I, I haven't been speaking English for a while. I've been recording Chinese all this, uh, all this time. I, uh, I feel I want to speak in it anyway. But I, I, I hope you can under, understand me. So Abel, yet he was uh, he's dead, but he was uh, speaking because there is a voice of the revelation is speaking. When God revealed that to him, that voice can never be hushed. That is the voice of the revelation. Though he did, but he said, by it, the sacrifice that he made, what the sacrifice that made God revealed to him is not an apple. God revealed to him that that is the blood. And by that revelation that he's still speaking. And God can hear that voice. Though the voice, man can never hear it anymore. But that voice will always be for God. If you have the revelation, God reveal his word to you. Even your voice, physical voice, one day is going to be hushed. But that voice of a revelation that you live the life before God by the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ, that still has a voice, not just the blood, the voice of the revealed word that you live the life to match the gospel, that voice still speaking. And is speaking forevermore. You never be hushed. And if you, you parents, when you have a reveal to the word inside of you, you apply that on the token. Say, Lord, I believe your word. Even when you die, God has to answer the prayer that you made for your children, for your loved one. Because that voice of a revelation can never be hushed. So when God... So God saw Abel's blood. The blood that Abel has made the sacrifice. The lamb that he uh, offered. Because uh, God revealed that to him. And when God saw the Abel sacrifice of the lamb. And God pleased with it. And then after he sacrifices the lamb. Abel actually died with his sacrifice. And he was killed. He was slain. But when he was uh, given his life willingly, 
and to put him, put a sacrifice on the altar, and himself would be an offered as well, and to be a slain to buy a can. And when God sold it of the blood, God heard of the voice. And he see the blood that Abel uh, put it on, but he heard it of the voice. He said, uh, your brother has a voice that is coming from the ground, that is the blood will, uh, has a voice that coming from the ground and turn it against you. So God sold to the blood, but he hear the voice that are coming from the blood. When God sold Jesus the blood, and he was a sacrifice that he was nailed onto the cross, God also heard the voice. He said that the voice of the Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, speak better things than Abel's blood. So when God see the blood, he heard the little voice, if we believe in the word, we have to believe that God has a year to hear. Amen. That in a year that the voice was crying it out. Abel's the blood to against his brother. But the Jesus Christ is the blood said, Lord, forgive them. Because they don't know what they're doing. So when God sees the blood, he also hears the little voice that are coming from the blood. And when you offer the little blood... When you were received and revealed the word that in this hour, you do as Abel do. You're not to just bring your own credit, your own uh, merit, but you bring the sacrifice, the blood of Jesus Christ, the revealed word in this hour, the bleeding word that in this hour, I receive it. When you apply that, God saw that the blood, God also hears the word. And hears the voice, and the voice said, you were forgiven. You never sinned in the first place. So when God saw the blood in you, he heard the voice. It's not your blood, but it's the blood of Jesus Christ. So you are the sinless through my blood. That's when you're born again, when you receive his word, the living word, the life, then God is not hearing your voice, but he's hearing the voice from the blood. And whose voice is that? It's his self's voice. When God saw the blood, he heard the voice. It's not Murphy's voice. It's not Jesse's voice. But he heard the voice of God himself. Because he made himself as a sacrifice. So when God heard the voice, he literally heard himself, his voice is coming from the blood. Because that's his life that's in there. And when God hears that voice, that's why he can see you're sinless. Because of what you offer, there is a blood in front of him, uh, between you and me. And though I see you as a person, though I see you, uh, you have your name, your brother Jay, brother Joseph, all of that. I hear your voice. You speak in English. You speak in that. But there's another voice that is inside of you speaking it out. And that voice drones so every other voices. Then he can see you are the sinless bride of a Jesus Christ. Amen. And Brother Bramma said uh, in a private interview with the Sister Bruce. And Sister Bruce said that coming before Brother Branham and said, uh, he asked Brother Bram, he said, you know, I made so many mistakes. I've done so many things that's wrong. 
is that I never have an experience that I can put my foot on that I have the baptism of the Holy, Holy Ghost. And look, look at Bert Brenham, how he counseled her. And he tells Sister Bruce, he said, we got a blood sacrifice laying there. He said, God don't even see us. He hear our voice. You pray. God still hear you. You speak in English. You speak certain word. We preach, and we hear it, and God hear that too. He hear your voice, but he sees the blood of Christ. He said, that's it. See, he sees the blood of his own son. It's our voice in the tone that we're speaking. But it's a Christ's blood. Then it's a Christ that's talking through us to God. So therefore, we're not sinner no more. We have our own voice. You reach it up. If there's a no blood of Jesus Christ in us, it's only our voice is go before him. Every voice, men's voice, woman's voice will be condemned. But because you receive the word in this hour, it becomes a revealed word in you. It becomes the blood of Jesus Christ living in you. And that blood utters another voice. And when you present that to God, though you never heard that, you still have your own voice. I made a mistake. I done wrong. I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't do that. But inside of that voice, it's not your voice. Your mistake go before that. But there is another voice with your mistake go before God. When God hear, he don't hear your voice, but he also hear the voice inside of that voice. That voice is the voice of the blood of Jesus Christ. And that voice silence all your mistakes, silence all your wrong, silence all your wrong doing, your wrong saying. That voice utters the voice, Lord, He's standing firm for me on earth, and here I'm standing for Him. And God hears that voice that He said, Jay, you're not a sinner before me. Says Debbie. You're not a sinner before me. Oh, I made a mistake. But there's another voice inside of that voice. You said I done wrong, Brother Jeremy. But there's another voice inside of that voice. And that voice go before the Lord. And when God saw the blood, he hear your voice. But he also hear the voice that inside of that blood said, You are forgiven. You are pure. You are unadulterated. And then Brother Bramah said, that's why Christ had to die. So that you, with your mistakes, wouldn't be lauded to you. He took your mistakes. Your desire in your heart is to serve him. I think that's every one of us. Lord, the desire of my heart is to serve you. That's what he died for. So you could serve him. Your mistake is not looked, not allotted to you. He's your propitiation. He's your sin offering. Your sin are not known. You're not a sinner before God. 
but we're sinners before each other. Our eyes, when saw that, we cannot like God. When God saw, God, oh, hear your voice. But he got a year to hear another voice. But we don't possess it. When we come into each other, we saw mistakes. Well, don't say each other. I saw my mistake. I'm living with this body every day for 52 years. The more I live on, the more mistake I will see. The more I live on, the more wrong things that I do, I will see. Because I don't possess that, avo- that year to hear that voice. But I do possess faith. That serve as the year to hear the voice of the inside of the blood. Your word has said so. Then I can associate that, my wrongdoing, with the blood of Jesus Christ said, your blood has forgiven me. I put my wrongdoing inside the blood of Jesus Christ. Though my physical ear never heard it, but my faith ear hear that. I believe that. Let me finish it up over here. Have you heard of the, the word uh, synesthesia? My goodness. Oh, S-Y-N-E-S-T-E-T-H-E-S-I-A. Is that called a synesthesia? Synesthesia. Okay, let me teach you a science license. Oh, listen. Synesthesia. <laughs> oh, this is poor Murphy. Synesthesia. Whatever that is. It means that there's a person, uh, they have a five sense. Your, your eye, see. Your ear, hear. You touch. You smell. You taste. Each uh, sense uh, in charge of a certain, a certain thing. But it, it won't mix. But a person who gets a synesthesia, he can, uh, he hear the music, but he also taste the music, if I say that way. He can see, uh, see certain things. He associated, uh, for example, if, see, he can associate a number with a color, right? He saw the, when, when we saw number is number, but he saw uh, one is a red, a two is a yellow, a three is a certain different color. And he can hear it on the music, he can smell it. Or he can see, or he see the music. Let me, let me put it in this way. This might be the extreme. For example, like a Brother Ryan play the piano. Or Brother Cam play the guitar. The beautiful music. He was playing, oh, the music, it was just... So uh, tuned to the year, just so beautiful. All oh, the year that Michael, they can, they can, oh, this notes uh, uh, just uh, like, a, oh my goodness, I just can't, I don't know how to do this. It was just a climax, okay? Understand? <laughs> you know, English is a very poor language. I don't know why people don't learn Chinese. I got a million more ways to express myself. But the music was just, just beautiful, just in, enormous, lovely. But to another person who got a synesthesia, 
Let's just say Brother Tom got synesthesia. So when Brother Ryan was playing on the piano to Brother Ken, it was a beautiful music. But for Brother Tom, man, that's butter chicken. <laughs> and then when the music got a more high uh, climax, whoa, num 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 num. num. <laughs> that is extra hot. You understand that? He got a two cents that he saw one for one person who only got a one cents, but this person got a crossover. That he saw that, he immediately associated with something else. That's the person who got a synesthesia. And then the science said, he said that there's two signs that are completely different, but for some people, they had a crossover. And some people may actually see songs, see a sad researcher who found that his odd ability is possible when a part of the brain devoted to vision are small. That means that in the, to some it is, it might be a defect. That in the brain, that is, this part is very small. So when people hear the music, but he actually see the music. He got another, uh, the sense that the vision can see more than what he hear. I wonder sometime, if we only look into the word of a God, instead of looking at our reasoning, our own mistakes, our own wrongdoing, if we keep on looking at the white stone, Brother Michael, keep looking at it, keep looking at it. When you keep looking at it, and instead of your brain, that in this world become a predominant, actually, your another sense become a more predominant than you overcome that. Then your another sense, sense of a face start to cross it over with that. Though you saw your mistake, but immediately you associate your mistake to the forgiveness of God. So they said this. That thing, he said a visual thing is, uh, can also happen in different way. He said that some people experience visual synesthesia like a projection, meaning their brain directly combine the secondary effect into their, si- their sense of sight. That immediately when they hear the music, they saw the music. They saw the cloud is a cloud coming, they saw the color, they saw the flying, they saw the different things, because they wired it differently. When I saw that, I said, yes, Lord, I'm wired differently. I saw that I'm the dumb, but actually, I'm a very intelligent. I saw that I'm just a ordinary people, but when I saw that, I said, no, I'm an extraordinary people. Even the people don't realize that they can get depressed, because why other people this just uh, hear the music, but why I saw it. They think they are the weirdo. But actually, they said that those people are extraordinary. They have the build up a wired differently. Then I said, Yes, Lord, the bride of Jesus Christ, they wired it differently. When other people hear that voice, they just said nonsense. But for us, we said, That's nonsense to the Lord. 
will honor people when it's here than the word in this hour. They said, oh, that's just nothing to it. But when we saw it, we said, that's nothing, Lord. That's absolutely the truth. You are predestinated differently. We are the spiritual synesthesia. So they automatically, automatically combine them together. Let me say this to you. When man saw mistake, right away they associate with judgment. When man saw wrong, right away they associate and go to hell. When man is, feels like, feels like they're lacking, right away they associate I'm going to miss the rapture. But if there's a bride, if there's a voice, that you receive it. If you're predestinated to that, you're wired differently. When you saw a mistake, you saw repentance. And then he connected to another sense, forgiveness. And then he connected to another, you never seen it in the first place. And when man, when we saw sickness, we associate with death. Before the spiritual synesthesia, when they saw sickness, right away they saw healing. When they saw sickness, disease, right away they saw cancer, the men associate with death. But when this person who got a face in them, they looked through the blood, when they saw cancer, they said, by your stripe, that I'm healed. And when we're men, when they saw blindness physically, they will see, I'll be forever like this. But when a person who got a spiritual synesthesia, when they saw the blindness, they said, Lord, there's a promise that in the word of a God, that in the book of Luke, it said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me, preached the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And preach deliverance to the captive. And recovering of sight to the blind. He wired differently. Because he got a spiritual signature. So that he automatically, he said, I, I, do I have to learn that? There are some people they learn. There are some people they do learn that synesthesia. But the, the science said that's temporary. He said that's only brief. Some people they can make themselves into the imagination around. But he said that the person who got a real synesthesia, he said they are born to be that way. He said that because their gene inside of them is different. They are inherited from their father, their mother, or their family. So they can't help. So when we saw sickness, that automatically something inside of me said, there's a healing for that sickness. When there's a wrong, something wrong, there's automatically combined 
Though I'm still living in this body, but inside of inside, there is a spiritual signature. And that spiritual signature has another sense. The sense is called the sixth sense. That's the faith predestinated before the foundation of the world. God dealt with every man of measuring of faith. That's the book of Romans. Paul said, you already predestinated that God wire you differently. When you are broken hearted, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let a musician come. And he has sent me to heal the broken hearted. He said, I'm a broken hearted. But you are wired differently. There's a voice behind this voice. There's a sign, there's a sense behind this physical five sands. There's another who said, I must learn that. I'm going to do that. No, you're not learning that. You're not doing that. God has dealt with every man a measuring of a face. He already put that inside of you. And only waiting for the situation to rise up. Like the person who heard the music also saw the music. When you hear the different things that rise it up. Lord, I'm a broken heart. Lord, I'm depressed. Lord, I was led to captivity. Lord, I was in the prison. But Jesus said, the Spirit is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor. To lose the one that is in the prison. To deliver the one that was captive. And to open the eyes that is blind. Because you are wired differently. You're predestinated to hear his voice. If you're predestinated to hear his voice, if you're predestinated to receive his voice, if you're predestinated to believe his voice, how much more God will prepare a heavenly home for every one of us to go into. For us, he gave us a certain sense as an end us. When certain situation rise up, it's not that we try to learn. We try to push ourselves. I have to believe my husband to be saved. I have to believe my children to be saved. It's automatically because you're inherited to that. You have something that God put it inside of you even before the foundation of the world. When people said, woe unto me, I have no hope, but there's something inside of us automatically connected to that, to the deliverance of God. And Isaiah said, but thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I will save thy children. Amen. Amen. To the people, they think it's nonsense. To the people, when their children get lost or become a prodigal, automatically they're associated with that said, I'm done. There's no hope before God's children. They're automatically connected. Combine that with the scripture that you have just heard. Behold, I have created the smith that blows the coal in the fire. And that brings forth an instrument for his work. 
that I have created a waster to destroy. But no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every town that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. When we have the condemnation, we right away, we go with it. We right away, we said, oh, I'm done. We right away, we went into the depression. Right away, we went into the stressful condition. Before the person who got a signature, and automatically, they combine to the word of God has said, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Is that you learn? But automatically, something inside of you puts out faith, directs our faith into connection with that word. And said, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Let us stand. The Prime says the anointed word of a God being vindicated before any man that's born to be a son of a God with a predestinated germane to him for this hour he will see God's message as sure as there is God in heaven. How marvelous. You know when I read it, all of that it almost like jumping out of from the pages. Lord, this is my portion. Brother Mike, this is my inheritance. I didn't do anything to deserve that, but he gave it to me. And I just happened to believe that. Because why? Because I'm wired differently. To the other people, they have to pull their boots, try to go to the moon. But to me, Lord, this is all that Max has said about me. Isn't that right, Sister Margaret? Isn't that right, Sister Glista? This is automatically something wired differently in your mind. People might think you're weird. And you're weird to go to the factory to testify all the time, bring people here. You're so weird. But you know, something just wired differently. We just cannot do anything else. Amen. God wired you that way. Right. And I'm so glad that God wired me that way. Hallelujah. Think about it. If I have to push, if I have to pull, if I have to study, if I have to do this and do that, what a miserable person that I'll be. But God... Before the foundation of the world, he dealt a measure of a faith and put it in me. I might be only have a very little faith. Probably so little. Of the littles as all of you. Ella, your faith is probably bigger than mine. I'll say so. Much bigger than mine. But as the delta, the little measure of faith that the Lord had given to me, and I just believe that what he said is the truth. And when the people said, you're hopeless. There's no way. But God, by you, I have a hope. Because I'm not depending on myself. If I might have depended on myself, I give it up a long time ago. You think the devil won't play with my mind? Looks like you really think the devil don't play with my mind. <laughs> devil play with my mind all the time. You say, oh, you're a minister, Brother Tom, you're a pastor, Brother Tim, Brother Michael, you're always strong. I can't say for, on behalf of them, but I can't say on behalf of me. The devil play with my mind every day, every night. Say, you're not going to the rapture. 
if you're going to the rapture, how can you say this and say this and say this? How can you think of this and think of that, thinking of that? And the devil even played with my mind and said, this message is wrong. I'm telling you. That devil, he has no respect to person. He doesn't care how many years you're in the message. He doesn't care you're a pastor or you're not another pastor. He doesn't care that how many messages you ever read. He will play with your mind just as he play with anybody. But thank God, I'm wired differently. Whenever he comes like a flood, something rises up in me. This is the truth. When he said to put it down and in my mind, I said to God's words to be the truth. When he put it down and for my family, that they're not going to the rapture. Then I said to believe unto the Jesus Christ and you and your house shall be saved. I'm wired differently. You're wired differently too. And when the devil comes, he will come. Don't worry, he will come. Even before I finish, he's already here. But you're wired differently. Something rises up in you. Though your body still have a sense. Your body still have a reasoning, imagination, and every one of us. But there's something that's living inside of you. Whenever this comes like a flood, the five sands, the fire comes like a flood. But there's a something rising up, combine it together, point you, pull you, drag you directly to the word of a God. And something inside of you said, I believe that's the truth. You're in a spiritual synesthesia. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't let me preach. Let me sing a song. Let's sing. I keep listening. Are you keep listening? Don't listening to your own reasoning. Don't listening to what anybody else has said. Listening to what this word has said about you. It predestinated you to hear the word, believe the word in this hour. I keep listening to a different sound. Let's sing it all together with joy and with a faith, with a spiritual synesthesia. Let's sing it all together. I keep listening, yes.
Sometimes we we listen too, we listen too, uh, too little. We would just listen in one and okay, that's it. Keep listening. When you're listening once, keep listening the second time. Keep listening, keep listening, and very soon you will find out that voice that you're supposed to listen. It become a predominant, and then all you can hear is that voice. If you keep confessing. I'm no good. I'm no good. You know, I, I, I'm gonna miss it. This is gonna, you're gonna miss it. But if you keep listening to a different sound, you keep listening to listening to this sound. Very soon, that sound will become dominating. It will drive away all the other sounds, and you and God become in the same channel. God, He sends you the word that in this hour. When we're listening to that word in this hour, we connected it with it, and you clear it out of the channel, and then the blessing will start to fall. Then the blessing start to flow and into you. Let us keep listening to this voice. Let us just bow our head together. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, how we thank you, Lord. You gave us a different sound, different voice that we heard in this hour. We have heard in many, many voices. Let us some. Uh, Some maybe the voices are from the world. Some maybe the voices from the churches. Some maybe the voices from the internet. Some voices even from our own mind. But Lord, we're thankful that you wired us differently. That we're able and to hear that one sound, that one voice. And when we hear that voice, oh, it's just so blessed to my soul. And Lord, I want to keep listening to that sound. I pray you let our people. Keep listening to that sound, Lord. Even when our own voices rise it up, that the negative voices rise up, and that the voice that we're not supposed to hear it rise up, Lord, I pray that the only voice that you ever predestined into us to hear that that voice is rise it up, and speak to it our hearts, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We commit us as a congregation to your hand, and I pray you while we're going away, you be with every one of them. Be with Brother Tim, Brother Jean, as they're taking the church and they're taking our congregation to feed the sheep. Lord, may you bless them with the word of this hour, with the message of the, the prophet, and to feed the lamb and feed the sheep. Lord, we want to see you high and lifted up. We want to see your name be magnified. Lord, we want to see your power be manifested among us. Lord, we also remember the different need. That among this body, Lord, and never let them be forgotten. Never let them to the devil try to tell them. We're never remembering them. Oh, Lord, 
you, we, we do remember them, Lord. And you remember them also, Lord, because of what, if you can remember them, if, you, if they're in your memory, Lord, how much better than that it was in our memory, Lord. Because you have an ability to take care of each situation, to heal all our diseases, and to give the, the person that is weak, that it give them the strength, so the supernatural strength. We give you all the thanks and glory and ask you to go with your people. And Lord, may the word anchor down in our heart. And may we never be the same again. Lord, when we come together together, and the next time, Lord, if the Lord tarry, when we have the communion service, Lord, to take away all the condemnation, all the, the, the drowses, all the things that are not pleasing you, be taken that out of way that we can come before the table, table of a God with joy, with thanksgiving. Know that we are the children of a God and we have a Father that who so loved the fatherhood and many of himself that are amongst us. Thank you, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing that one more time. I keep listening before we go. Oh, I keep listening same atmosphere here and there. And pray the Lord will meet the need of the peoples over there as well. God bless you. Love you all from my heart of the heart. You're so beautiful. To look at all your face. You just... Sorry I said it. Sometimes you got a wrinkle or of this. I, I look through all of that. You're just beautiful bride of Jesus Christ. With such a face that inside of you. God bless you, Brother Kim, and every one of you. Until we meet again, God bless you. Shake hands with each other.